Hey everyone, welcome to episode 124 of the InFocus podcast. I'm your host, Stanley Corrigan. With me, as always, is Andrew Brown. Hello. And Tori Wassana. Hello. Uh, and this week, we're going to talk about the latest Nintendo Mini Direct with the partner showcases. Uh, we're going to talk about the announcements coming out of Gamescom 2020. We're going to talk uh, Street Power Soccer, or Street Power Football, who changed that? I don't know. Uh, House Flipper. And uh, Little Town Hero. Oh, and plus uh, Lethal League Blaze. I don't even know what that is, but we'll get onto that very Ooh, shortly. I'm excited then. <laughs> uh, there's no updates from the previous episodes. Uh, I got nothing uh, other than I didn't get a chance to start uh, my Oddworld playthrough because I found out that New and Tasty doesn't come out till October. Um, and my copy of Munch's Odyssey turned up far too late for me to consider starting it for the show so i'll be playing it this week ahead uh so yeah that's, that's it let's just get into the the switch news and talk about those announcements okay so first up we're going to talk about the uh, mini direct partner showcase um not much to say about this one i i didn't think it was particularly revolutionary no uh, just 10 minutes of you know, stuff that's nice to have, but nothing like fans are used to from, from Nintendo Directs anyway, uh, such has been the reaction afterwards. It was st- like 10 minutes of music games. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so with that, the the first one was uh, Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory, which is kind of like the Kingdom Hearts Theat Rhythm uh, that's coming out in November, the first Kingdom Hearts title to appear on the Switch. Uh, I don't really have much of a history with this franchise to be excited about it. Uh, either of you two? No, sadly. I only played the first two. Um, I did really like the second one, but hmm. I just have not had the desire to play any further ones for whatever <laughs> reason. So, uh, yeah, no, no real interest in this one for me either. Yeah, the the music they had on the trailer did did nothing to get me in, like uh, you know, like a Final Fantasy would. Even if you you haven't played many Final Fantasies, that the soundtracks on most of those games are, are amazing. Um, yeah, nothing nothing for me there. Uh, the next thing they announced was Taiko no Tatsujin Rhythmic Adventure Pack. Uh, so Taiko no Tatsujin is the the drum game that came out on Switch. This is like a a remaster of two RPGs or top-down adventure games from what i could tell uh, i wasn't aware of this series until the the switch release uh, either of you two played this before or know anything about it i've played taikon and tatsujin uh like on the switch but mm-hmm. i didn't know that there was any sort of rpg-ish adventure like i don't know if it's a spin-off or, or what I don't fully understand it, but it looks interesting. No drum, no game is how my feeling on it. Uh, if, they, <laughs> if they want me, like I was interested in Taiko no Tetsujin when it came out last year, but they didn't release the drum peripheral in the West. So I was like, okay, well, forget that then. And that's yeah. how I still feel that way about this. They technically <laughs> did, but they effectively didn't. <laughs> I have to import it. I'm not. I'm not yeah. paying that much. <laughs> So yeah, uh, I haven't played the other one. I, I definitely had an interest in in the Switch launch of the the previous game. Um, not sure I need a music game to also be an action adventure. Uh, so yeah, so it's probably a pass for me uh, unless the reviews are you know amazing or whatever. Uh, that's coming quarter four this year. Uh, the next thing they announced was World of Tanks Blitz that came out on the day of the mm. direct. Uh, another free to play exactly Sorry. yeah uh now i'm aware of world of tanks and i don't know if this is like part of the core world of tanks experience or whether it's a spin-off it's the mobile version ah okay uh, there we go. yeah okay well that probably counts me out but it's it's free to play if if you're hurting for something to play which you know with all the complaining nintendo fans do at the moment you probably are uh, <laughs> it's a pretty big franchise, isn't it? Yeah. I just I don't see people playing it or talking about it, so it's one of those anomalies. It's primarily a PC 
series and it's a bit of a an MMO. But uh... I think they usually have a big pre- uh, presence at PAX every year. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a quietly successful game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's that. Uh, the next one was Big Rumble Boxing Creed Champions. Now this one I was interested in. Uh, I haven't played a good uh, boxing game since uh, Fight Night Round Arms. Three. No, <laughs> Fight Night Round Three on uh, Xbox 360, which uh, just was such a huge step up for that genre. Big Rumble is that? That's an old franchise, isn't it? And this is just a, a Rocky, you know, skinned version of that. I'd never heard of it. And yeah, neither. But it kind of struck me as that I think. WWE also had like a similar art style, sort of semi arcadey look to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm thinking of a different boxing franchise. Disregard. Um, You're probably thinking of Ready to Rumble boxing. Yeah, probably that one. Yeah, art that, style was similar. I really like Ready to Rumble boxing, and if this game is anything like Ready to Rumble, then I would be interested in playing it. Hmm. Yeah, it looks more like on the the fun arcadey style. Uh, rather than sim boxing um, and you know I haven't had anything to do with the Rocky series since I was a child so that could be fun to revisit some of these characters uh, the next thing was Collection of Saga or Stylized as Saga uh, Final Fantasy Legend uh, coming December 15th it's a, the collection of basically the Game Boy Final Fantasy Legend games uh, again never played these few um, people have i think <laughs> it's probably why they're just roms and not because this is um square enix and they have a tendency to kind of make those weird mobile yeah. ports that have that mm-hmm. very distinct art style you mean bad a word style. for it yeah <laughs> i was trying to be neutral but you don't need yeah. to do that we're not about that here we take sides <laughs> yeah i can't stand it especially the ui so being more authentic by having though like the game boy roms actually i really appreciate that i appreciated Mm. it when the original final fantasy adventure not the weird adventure of mana remake from ios was on the collection of mana i really appreciated Mm -hmm. that i appreciate seeing these three games here in this package but i think few people have heard of these games and there's a reason why they're not very (laughs) good but it's interesting if you're interested in, in the history of you know, RPGs, early RPGs, because this was some of the stuff that Square Enix was working on when they weren't making Final Fantasy games in the early 90s. They were making these. And, oh, that's right. It, they're yeah. technically not Final Fantasy. They just put that branding on to try and sell them in the West, right? Yeah, these are Saga games. Yeah. Saga Frontier. Yeah. You know what sounds hence, familiar? Hence the weird, hence the weird uh, cross-naming convention on this collection. Yeah. Uh, so next up was Just Dance 2021, a game that you know doesn't really need an announcement every year because we just widely accept that it's coming. That's uh, November 12th. Did you hear uh, they're no... making a Call of Duty this year too? Yeah. Astounding. Yeah. Blow me down. Whoa. Um, no Wii port of uh, Just Dance this year, which is a first because uh, every year I'm surprised that the Wii version still exists. Uh, so that finally puts the death nail in the Wii. <laughs> uh, we won't see the Wii U version next year. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> There's nothing really much to say about that. And probably the best announcement was Puyo Puyo Tetris 2. Yes. Coming December 8th. I liked the first one a lot. I never finished it. I got stuck and frustrated one night and then never went back. Yeah, me too. Like, yeah. Because the game has no interest in teaching me how to play Puyo, so <laughs> yeah, I, I no. felt like if I was getting past a level, it was through luck, not through mm-hmm. you know, skill or intention. I was like, oh, I won. I don't know why, but I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope they change that, because as much as I love Tetris, Puyo, once you get the hang of it, it is interesting, and it's a lot more in-depth than it looks on the surface. But yeah, the game doesn't really let you experience that. I, I want the real matchup that we're all craving for in uh, block-falling puzzle games. Give us Tetris versus Columns. Columns? You've never heard of Columns? No, it <laughs> rings a bell. It was the Sega competition for Tetris since Nintendo got Tetris. Oh. <laughs> it kind of says it all. 
It was pretty good. It was no Tetris. Uh, so yeah, December 8th for that. Uh, and now we can move on to the Gamescom 2020 announcements. Uh, now this uh, first one I've, I've played on PC quite a bit. I, I liked it a lot. It's, it's definitely not the best uh, sort of business management game ever, but uh, I, I enjoyed it for its subject matter, especially Jurassic World Evolution Complete Edition. That's coming out on my birthday, November 3rd. Wow, lots so, of things going on November 3rd. <laughs> Never mind, yeah. I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, so Jurassic Park, you you build up a park, you clone the animals, put them in the enclosures, try and prevent you know the predictable disasters oh. of the meat eaters getting free. Uh, you have to manage your staff, your research, you get kind of like mini quests to do, which will give you benefits in some, some areas. I'm super interested to see how this uh, runs on Switch, because yeah. uh, on PC you can really get down to ground level and look at your dinosaurs and evaluate things. Um, so you don't and... want the dinosaurs to escape? No. Doesn't sound authentic. It's, it's not It's not the core aim, anyway. Um, <laughs> I haven't played it, but the reading that I did on it after it was announced kind of made it sound like, you know, you are a little bit on the gray side of things as far mm-hmm. as, you know, being the people who operate these parks. That they're not they're not good people. And mm-hmm. it did read like there were some situations where it's actually beneficial when your dinosaurs escape. So like it's <laughs> bad air quotes, but also good for business. So Yeah. Makes for good yeah. television. Yeah, uh, and yeah, it's a it's a really good game. Um, there's there's things that you can do, like you can jump into a jeep and drive around <laughs> your park in real time. Um, that that's the stuff uh, I'm interested in seeing how it runs. Um, yeah, I'm sure it's going to be fine from the top down perspective, but when you get into the nitty gritty, uh, yeah, that's that's where I'm interested. Well, the trailer says in-game footage at the very bottom and I don't know if that means in-game of the Switch version or just in-game on another platform. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. elaborate. That could but, very easily be a loophole. Yeah. I'm yeah. very interested to see this game Like, uh, assuming it doesn't chug like an alcoholic frat boy. This would probably <laughs> be the game that I most want to play <laughs> coming up in the end of the year here on Switch, uh, but... It's it's very much a wait and see kind of game uh, if I'm going to get it or not. I've got it on sto- installed on two PCs and I play it. my save carries across. So yeah, I, I definitely like this one at the same time. Yeah. No. Um, Jesus Christ. Get your APM up. <laughs> time to raise my APM. Uh, next up was uh, Bridge Constructor: The Walking Dead. Uh, never had an interest in Bridge Constructor, but I am a huge. Walking Dead fan. Is this based on the show, the comics, or anything else? I couldn't tell. They just had a splash image <laughs> that it was coming. I didn't see any game footage. Uh, because the uh, Escapists had a Walking Dead edition, and that was very good, and, but it was based heavily on, on the comics. It had a, a lot of like inside jokes and references that only the comic readers would get. Hmm. I played the Portal yeah. one, and it was a bit average. Not bad just in that awkward zone it was too long yeah uh i'm looking at screenshots it's definitely based on the tv show so, okay yeah uh, it's a mixed show uh, my, my least favorite way to experience that world and story so, yeah uh that's coming quarter for 2020 uh, next up was warhammer stormground 2021 uh, the only Warhammer thing I've ever played was the uh, Space Marine game on 360, which I adored, even though it was way too long. Um, if this is just Warhammer, I assume it's the fantasy setting rather than space fantasy setting. Oh yeah, good point. That, that's about the extent of uh, my Warhammer knowledge, actually. <laughs> Never played it. <laughs> uh, I like the theory of it. I mean, it's popular for the world building, I'm very sure, so... There's quite a few, of, like quite a lot of uh, Warhammer branded video games coming out in the last couple of years, so they must be doing something right. Yeah, uh, I know it's got its fans, and and the world is like really rich, full of lore, lots of different scenarios to explore, and uh, yeah, and they they split between the fantasy and the, the space one where it still has orcs, which I think is a nice uh, meshing of genres. 
Yeah. Um, this is a turn-based strategy game. Um, we've already got a, a Warhammer 20k strategy game on Switch as well. I don't know how good that is, though. And then the last thing we've got on the list here is Little Nightmares 2. That's coming February 11th next year. Uh, I haven't played the first one. Andrew, I have vague recollections of you playing the first one. I played it. It looks really good. It's a beautiful game. Um, I really enjoyed it. It's way too short. <laughs> so <Yeah>. I'm hoping <laughs> Little Nightmares 2 is going to be a more substantial game, especially for the price tag. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I like the visual style of the of the last one. So yeah, I, I've somehow missed all these games come announcements as, as they happened. I think I've just had a busy work week and the, the timings of these things have just been not in line with my free time schedule. So dare I ask... If you even have a top three, your top three from all those list of announcements in this last week. Uh, Puyo Puyo, Tetris, and two. That was really my only standout, unfortunately. Yep, that's it. Just one. Yeah. Uh, Jurassic World, Collection of Saga, and Big Rumble Boxing. Cool. Uh, I will go Puyo Puyo, Tetris, two. Uh, Jurassic World Evolution, just for curiosity's sake, if you know, if nothing else. Uh, and Bridge Constructor, I'll keep an eye on that, I reckon. Bridge Constructor, the Walking Dead edition. I'll do a little uh, little ad as well for um, Fuser, I think it's called. Oh yeah, they that, showed that, that is off. coming. That was on the, the Direct, we it, missed that off. Yeah, and, well it wasn't uh, a new announcement, so... And I left it off because it still doesn't have a release date. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I'm looking uh, forward to that because I love harmonics games. Uh, I'm definitely interested in that because uh, I I love music games broadly speaking. Um, I still have my Xbox 360 set up in my office just so I can break out DJ Hero from time <laughs> yes. to time, uh, which is still fantastic. It is. Um, I liked uh, Guitar Hero. I like DJ Hero. I like Rock Band. I liked all those games. But looking at this, I I'm not understanding how the scoring works i've never seen any screenshots that it shows like scoring and the way they describe the multiplayer which is what they showcased in the direct here it sounds like i'm just begging for likes from people <laughs> online and it's like is that the entire game is just mixing music and then getting social media likes because that is not appealing to me at all i hate begging for likes on social media i know <laughs> You guys know, I never do it. I never participate in that part of being part of this show. I'm going to so. like every one of your tweets to set a spite now. <laughs> Just because I know. No. Yeah. Um, I think no, I'll really... Quote, retweet it. I'll quote, quote retweet it, asking people to like it for you. I think the likes are just more of an artifact of video games needing a uh, goal to reach. Whereas for me, I, I've completely forgot about the likes because I'm just looking at new ways to interact with music. Uh, my one stopping point is probably going to be the type of music they had because it seemed very uh, pop music-y. That's not really my my area. Same, um, but it's amazing what you can... Like, DJ Hero had a lot of music that I wouldn't listen to normally, but mixing yeah. things together was like... Right, get out. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I love DJ Hero. I love the music <laughs> because of the way that they mixed it. Stuff like Shout and uh, Piano. That's yeah. one of my favorites. Anyway, it's more about how the music interacts with each other and how you interact with it. And then the likes are just more of a needing a, a, a bold gamification of it, I guess. That's my take. I also, uh, so I was a house DJ for 10 years as a oh. side hustle. Uh, and yeah, DJ Hero was not like DJing, but. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're kidding. Uh, yeah, <laughs> at least this is, uh, you know. It, it's not making any bold claims to be like the thing it's, it's named after. Uh, although a few uh, electricians might turn up disappointed. <laughs> no, Sorry, I, I, I need a drumming game. Like full drum kit. Anyway, yeah. I'm, I'm getting off topic. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that, that's it for all the announcements. Uh, I'm sure there'll be more to come in the next couple of weeks. We, we're still getting weekly rumors about a full nintendo direct or at least a, a first party direct yeah looking forward to that 28th of august one yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah just don't believe what you read online 
just just give up and then when it happens it'll be a nice surprise don't listen to a thing you hear online including us mm. no, no no believe no, us keep listening keep listening Okay, it's time to talk about what we've been playing over the last week. Uh, we're going to start with Andrew with the game I didn't think he would be very interested in, uh, House Flipper. <laughs> so I, I presume this is where you get a house that's close to being demolished and you do it up to make it sellable, and that's your goal? That's part of it. Um, that's probably the main game, you could say. Um Really, there are two things you do in this game. There are errands that you select from your from your laptop in your little home office, and then you go to somebody's house that they already own, and you do some kind of task that they want. Um, and then there's the actual house flipping part of the game. And I, I finished all the errands, and I just have the house flipping left. Um, but basically, uh, if you do the errands, it, it lets you earn the money, so that way you can actually buy the houses to flip. And when you first get into a house, including many of the houses that other people own, you have, you have to clean them first. There's garbage all over the place. There's stains all over the wall. So you just pick up the garbage just by looking at it and just clicking on it. And you got like a, a squeegee on a pole that you just rub up against things and that cleans it. Cause, um, <laughs> first thing I should say about this game, it's not terribly deep or realistic. <laughs> so <laughs> you just rub a squeegee on the wall. Done. <laughs> uh, and then also, like, some people will hire you to maybe knock down a wall to turn two rooms into one big room. And you can also build a wall to make one big room into two small rooms and then you've got to paint or panel the rooms and that is the most time consuming thing in this game because you have to do like each little each segment of the walls divided up into a stripe and so you have to paint it or you have to uh put a panel on it and you'll be doing a couple dozen little stripes in each room to finish them uh, and uh, you're definitely going to want a tv show on beside you when you're playing this game because uh, <laughs> <laughs> i think you would get bored quickly if you didn't <laughs> uh, and then there's also installation uh you you got to install a lot of appliances especially bathroom stuff uh and radiators in every room and that is done through a QuickTime event, which is kind of interesting. <laughs> QuickTime uh, toilet installation. Uh, but you can't fail it. It just shows the next button on screen you need to press. You press it. You press A, it screws in the bolts. You press R, and it puts the, the lid on the bowl, and then, then you have a toilet. <laughs> uh, and then you have to decorate. And decorating, I think, is where this game really struggles on switch. It'd probably be a lot easier to do on PC with a mouse because, uh, you have to, you have to buy decorations like furniture and mirrors and lights and things from basically a big Ikea catalog on your tablet in game and then select where you want them to go in the room and things don't lock very well like getting a, a lamp put perfectly in the middle of a room is basically impossible. I just I just started sticking a lamp someplace just so it would have a lamp because <laughs> making it so it looked like it actually belonged there was basically impossible. And like if you want a bed in a corner, a lot of the time I ended up trying to put a bed inside a wall because again it doesn't lock to the parameters of the room at all. It, it just immediately tries to install it inside a wall if you walk forward too far. Uh, decorating is where I just kind of do the bare minimum just to get it done because they expect you to do it. And then once it's done, I just move on. Uh, I don't go to any great effort to make it look nice or to di look distinctive. I'm just like, okay, you want this to be a bedroom? Here's a bed. It's a bedroom now. I'm leaving. <laughs> uh and now I'm in the flipping half of the game where I'm actually buying a property. And this is where I get a little more room to express my creativity. Um, I can't change the outside of the house at all. But if I want to knock down every wall inside a house and just have one giant room with all the, the stuff inside of it, I can do that. And there's this little running ticker along the left side that shows all the people interested in buying the property. And they'll make little comments about each change that you make. 
and the person who's at the top of the ticker is the one who's most likely to buy the house and even doing like the bare minimum just you know cleaning each house that i buy and painting all the walls and installing all the installations but not doing any decorating i still came out the end of it making a profit on each house flip uh so like if you just want to do the bare minimum just to finish the game you can do that but some of the people who are interested in buying the house they have like specific needs like one of them is a student so he wants one bedroom and he wants an office and that's all he wants if you put anything else in there he he immediately loses interest and there's like this older couple who have complained about every house so far that there are too many rooms including the houses that only had three rooms in it so <laughs> there are some interesting demands in there uh, but really it doesn't make any difference like when you're on the the house flipping part of the game you just do whatever you want and as long as you're actually fixing everything in the house that's broken when you first buy it and then go to sell it again you'll make a profit it's not difficult um and I'm just doing a house a day now at this point because trying to do everything all at once, especially with with the painting and the decorating, it was getting a little repetitive. Uh, I, I think if you're interested in the premise of the game, then you might enjoy it, but it's not a surprise uh, delight like I was hoping it would be. It's not a necessity. It's, it's just a, a perfectly serviceable game that does the bare minimum to fulfill its premise. Uh, so talking of doing the bare minimum... So I've been playing Street Power Football. Uh, I've got my uh, secret mission here to uh, change the minds of both Tori and Andrew on the merits of football games, and unfortunately this one is probably not going to do the trick. Uh, although I think premise-wise it might have stood the best chance. So if you're familiar with uh, NBA Street or NBA Playgrounds, uh, Street Power Football is kind of that, but for... Uh, English football or soccer um, kind of aims to be similar to the FIFA Street spin-off series but uh, doesn't really reach the heights of that um, so the the thing when I started the game I wasn't expecting to see was a real person superimposed over gameplay telling me about the history of what the game's purpose is uh, so it's got a real history. Uh, the the guy that talks to you is called Sean Garnier. He's a, a French former youth player of uh, AJ Exor, uh, whose career was ended by injury. So he was, you know, going to play real professional football. Got injured, could no longer do that. Uh, but he wanted to stay in football in so, some capacity. So he took an interest uh, and became a sports instructor and a competitive tricks man in in what they call freestyle football. Uh, this man loves himself quite a bit, judging by these uh, interludes you get every so often through, through the campaign. I, his interactions are kind of like the story. He tells you where you're going and what, what, what your goal's going to be. There's some weird language he uses, which I'm, I'm going to put it down to cultural stuff. So he was explaining his journey in freestyle football and you know he's going through all these tournaments, doing tricks, and he gets to a final and he, he faced a Japanese guy. And that's it. Like the, he doesn't give the guy's name. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't say whether he won or lost. He just said he faced a Japanese guy in the final. That means he lost. Uh, yeah. Uh, so what freestyle football means in terms of gameplay is that it's a football game with many different modes. So you can play uh, three on three matches uh, where you've got three players and the goals are tiny with no goalkeeper. Uh, there's a trick shot mode uh, where you sort of, you know, you move arrows around, you try and get the power just right, you try and hit the right shot, you have to do rebounds or lob the ball into basketball nets or bins. Uh, then you've got uh, the freestyle mode itself, which is a weird rhythm action game where you, your tricks are done through quick time events, um, but with a, a bit of flair, uh, it's not terribly interesting or very fun to play. Uh, then there's a a game called Panna, which is a 1v1 game in a small ring area. Uh, and the intent here is you need to humiliate your opponent to score two points, or you can score a goal to score one point. 
the winner is the first of five. Uh, how this plays out is that you, you hold the ball, you do tricks to build up a meter, uh, and then you can approach them to do like a, a quick time event to try and nutmeg, nutmeg them. Uh, I'm assuming you two don't know what nutmegs are. Yeah, you put that in your coffee. Nah. Uh, a, a nutmeg in football terms is where you... It's a trick where you put the ball between the player's legs. Ah. Oh. Or use a trick to beat them. Uh, and that's that's kind of the intent here. I just call um, that an epic fail. Yeah. So it's not even just about scoring the goals. So it tries to do things a bit differently. Uh, which, you know, I can appreciate that, but... When, as soon as it's done with quick time events, that's a, a surefire way to sort of turn me off from it. Uh, the controls themselves, so uh, there's, there's several elements to this. So the trick shots are obviously almost like menu-based, where you line up your arrow, you press the button, you try and time the power meter to be uh, at the right level to, to hit what you want to hit. Uh, the actual football matches play out more like a traditional football game, the 3v3s, uh, but the Waiting on the players is super heavy, so it makes it hard to pick up the ball after you've won it off the opposition. And there's a severe lack of like satisfying audio-visual feedback. Like, did I did the tackle connect or not? Or you, you can never you can never tell, and then you're always like on the back foot because you know you're still wondering if you successfully got the ball away from the opponent or not. When you're playing these, there's uh, consumables that appear randomly on the ground. You know, just like real life. Yeah, uh, which take the form of energy drinks. I think they're fake energy drinks. At least it's not a product placement game. Uh, you can use them to do buffs. Like you can put a shield on you, so you're harder to tackle. Or the main one is it gives you like a super shot. If you think um, Mario Power Soccer, where you you have just basically a score a goal power up. It's it's kind of like that. Um, yeah, so it ties it together in, in a campaign mode called Become a King, and it runs through each game mode, you know, uh, liberally, you know, it changes the style, so it's at least interesting in that, that point. Um, but the thing with the Become a King mode is you're not just winning the event, you have to complete challenges while winning the event, so it, it might be uh, in Pana, you know, not, not make the opponent twice, or... Uh, in freestyle, do a particular move, or the stupidest one was in the three v three matches where it was uh, collect a consumable and use it twice. Uh, and you know, as I said earlier, like the feedback's terrible. You're not always sure if you've collected it or not, or if it's just timed out because they they disappear every so often. Uh, and there was just uh, you know plenty of times where I'm trying to you know I just win the game. And then I lost because I'd forgotten to take note of what the actual challenge was. Uh, so you, you're trying to win on two fronts, which is really annoying, and it sort of halts your progression. Um, so yeah, so I tapped out uh, when I hit a, a freestyle mode because uh, I just was not enjoying the uh, quick time events to try and do tr tricks, and yeah, it just wasn't fun. So I've, I've uninstalled it. Oh, uh, gone nuclear. Yeah, yeah. Uninstalled it just just before recording. Like it's it's not offensive. It's just it's not a fun mode. And if you don't beat that challenge, then you can't progress in anything else. Mm -hmm. uh, the visuals it runs mostly fine. It looks like NBA Playground. Like uh, before I looked it up, I actually thought it was by the same team. I don't think it is. The uh, it's like you know humanoid characters with big heads. Uh, kind of scary looking. <laughs> uh, but there are some glitches in the visuals as well. Like uh, I went in for a tackle and my character suddenly appeared on the other side with the ball. Uh, I had no right to win the tackle because it was a terrible tackle, but still it glitched and I came out with it, which was uh, disappointing because you know that, that's kind of like game breaking. The one plus point it really has is that the soundtrack is kind of unexpectedly awesome. So it's got a, a mixture of like hip hop, cock rock, all licensed. It's got nineties dance music. Uh, you know, you've got the power, like that sort of stuff. Uh, it's amazing, but then I feel like they've only splashed out on the soundtrack, which plays over the whole thing, uh, just to drown out the terrible sound effects because they're really badly recorded <laughs> and repetitive cheers, and you can hear the 
distortion on on the microphone. It, it's all kind of awful. I I, I like their uh, the solution of just put awesome music over everything. It should fix everything in life, really. Yeah. Uh, same reason I I listen to music when I'm working because it drowns out the awfulness. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that's uh, that's that. Uh, I don't recommend Street Power Football. Sounds like it's got potential, but not realized. Yeah, it's it's got designs to sort of be the next FIFA Street, and it's just nowhere near on that level. And the modes that aren't actually playing football are nowhere near as fun. And that mode itself isn't that great either. Uh, yeah. Not recommended. Bummer. Yeah. So I was thinking about trying uh, the Captain Subasa game, which is uh, anime football with all kinds of weird explosions and just anime-ness. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll keep you posted on that. I'm not sure if I'm going to check it out yet. Yeah, so the the next thing we're going to talk about is Lethal League Blaze, which, as I said at the top of the show, I've never heard of before. What what the hell is this story? I'm surprised you haven't heard about this before, because I think that it would actually quite appeal to you. I have an iffy relationship with genres for games, and the only one that I can really fit this into is a fighting game. But mm-hmm. the general premise is, instead of hitting each other directly... There's a zero-gravity hover ball in the arena, so it's a side-by-side 2D plane. And the more you hit the ball, the faster it goes. Every time you hit the ball, it kind of... it's your ball, and if it hits your opponent, the faster it goes, the more damage it does to them. So it's... it can get really insane. It goes really fast. But the main reason I was drawn into this game is not just... The art style, which is based off my favourite video game of all time, Jet Set Radio Future. I was just about to say, I'm looking it up and it looks like Jet Set Radio. Yeah, it's got uh, one song in there from Hideki Naganuma, who did a lot of the music for the Jet Set Radio franchise. Mm. So it's a very clear... There's a character in there with rollerblades called Jet. It's it's very (laughs) obvious that (laughs) this was the inspiration. But um, yeah, so it's... Fighting game is the best sort of category I can fit it into. It's a little bit of a party game as well, because you can have four players in an arena. It's very reaction-based. Uh, the the faster the ball goes, the more you have to kind of rely on not so much guessing, but sensing where the ball is going to be. Because if you do not time a hit on the ball at those faster speeds, you will die. Um, when, when the ball is going at the speed that will 1k... Uh, one hit KO you, your health bar will start flashing. So it does give the indication that you're in danger. There is a bit of a story to it. Uh, it's not really the main draw to it. It's really just a way to kind of justify the character designs and the, the level designs. Uh, the way that they do the contrast between foreground and background is actually really clever, where the characters and all of the effects, everything that you need to be focusing on, is cell shaded with very flat uh, shading. Uh, if you know Jet Set Radio, you know the art style. But the the background is more, it's like, uh, you know, in Looney Tunes, where the background is just, it looks like a water color painting with the mm-hmm. flatter colors and then the characters pop because they've got like more consistent uh, coloring in. It comes in really handy with a fighting game where there's a lot of things going on at the same time. It's it's rare to have a, a game where the art style contributes to the, the experience of uh, actually playing, not just like a sort of atmospheric thing. Yeah, it helps you differentiate the the key players to the, the background. Yeah, it, it comes very much in handy. The uh, One of my favourite... Uh, things about the level designs. I'll I'll bring up a list. I've got the game open in front of me. There's a bunch of different stages that come up throughout the story mode. But uh, they all have different transformations depending on how fast the ball is going and it adds to that sort of tension. Uh, One of my favourite ones, you're you're playing this game on a... um, So the, the game is called Lethal League. 
It's very dangerous. The cops absolutely hate it, but they know better than to try and intervene in a match because they will probably die. There are these drones that fly around. It's like a surveillance state and they just pull the, the drones apart and use the sort of anti-grav thing as the balls for this game. <laughs> it's very scrappy, like on the streets, not regulated at all. But the, the stage um, transformations will kind of add to that um, world building. There's one where you're just out in the middle of the street. And when the ball goes over a certain speed, uh, like 50 cop cars just come around the corner. It's very cartoony. They all just kind of <laughs> pile up. And if the ball uh, goes back under that, like if someone gets knocked out, you get a new ball. And it will just kind of reset the stage. And those cops will just bail out of there straight away. It's it's really <laughs> funny. But there's also one where you're playing on a subway car. And uh, the transformation for that one is the the you know, the lights start flickering and the the carriage starts going haywire because you're going at too fast a speed. It, it affects the world around you and it really does make you kind of feel like you you got the power. That, you know, they, they don't just talk it up, you know, they show it. Mm-hmm. Um, and as for modes, uh, there's plenty of single player modes. You've got your typical like arcade mode and this story mode as well. Um, there's a sort of in-game resource that you get for, well, not resource, currency, that you get for just playing games. And you can spend that on new character skins, new stages, uh, new music for the jukebox. Speaking of the music, every stage has like one or two different songs. And the, that sort of electro-funk, sort of heavily using samples, it's hard to describe. It's like almost Fatboy Slimish. Like breakbeat, jazz funk, sort of. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And again, the inspiration from Jet Set Radio is very, very clear because they've got a silver stage, which is one of the the defining um, areas in Jet Set Radio Future. And the music also sounds like it could belong in either game. <laughs> uh, there is an online mode. I think there is a ranked mode on other platforms, but not for Switch. And unfortunately, <laughs> I don't think it's that... Um, populated especially in Australia where if a game is dead in America it's deader than dead in Australia (laughs) so don't get this for the online experience on Switch but uh, there's plenty to do here it's it's just fun if you like Jet Set Radio you should try it out it kind of got me into fighting games through this it kind of made me appreciate that sort of the reaction time and the sort of ebb and flow of a of a match. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, if you like good music, you like that art style, and you like fighting games that aren't too technical, because when it comes down to it, you're really hitting a ball. Um, there are a couple of moves like grabbing the ball and throwing it, or bunting the ball that will slow down the ball, and that kind of messes with the timing of it all and that's pretty much the entire mechanic that you have to get a grasp on so it, it sounds like extreme dodgeball in a sense yeah it's not far off <laughs> but yeah i highly recommend it sounds a interesting mix of uh, genres um i think because i looked at a screenshot and i probably would have skipped over it on the uh on the store, just because it looked like a multiplayer game. Yeah, it. Th- a lot of the modes are kind of party game-ish, but there are uh, AI, and there's a story mode, arcade mm. modes, lots of stuff to unlock, because it's not just saving up the currency to buy stuff, it's also kind of like earning the right to buy it as well. Yep. Hmm. But yeah. yeah, it certainly sounds interesting. And the developers are working on a new game that's very much more Jet Set Radio-ish in gameplay as well so yeah i think i heard about this in the last week is it bomb bomb rush cyberfunk i think it's called yeah people were were going nuts for it i've never played jet set radio so i can't really uh, talk about it my heart (laughs) yeah uh i'll give that a look after we finish recording i think yeah it's on sale at the moment too so yeah nice okay the last game we're going to talk about uh is Little Town Hero. So this is a 
Well, it came out earlier in the year, but it's it's a non-Pokemon game from Game Freak. Uh, Andrew's been playing it, and from your social media presence, I gather you're not having that great a time, Andrew? Very, very miserable time with this game. <laughs> <laughs> what it's about is you play as this child named Axe, who lives in a village in a valley, and the only way out of this valley is through a castle. And he wants to leave the valley one day to explore the world, Uh, so he's trying to become a member of the castle guard, that way he can have access to the castle, that way he can have access to the only exit out of town. Um, But while he's a child and trying to make this happen, suddenly the town starts getting attacked by monsters, and... Thanks to a magic rock he found one day, he turns out to be the only person in town strong enough to actually fight these monsters. Uh, so that's the premise of this game, uh, and I've been trying to play it over the past couple weekends, but I've been stymied by the fact that I find this game frustrating and annoying and bewilderingly difficult and just the kind of game where... On every turn, I have to force myself to keep playing because I'm so discouraged about everything that's happening. Um, (laughs) But here's an extremely condensed description of how this game's combat works. And I really, I have to emphasize, I'm going to try to explain this as simply as I can, but I'm still leaving certain things out that I don't need to explain to get the basics across. Uh... Ignore the marketing for this game, which talked about how like how you use ideas to fight enemies. What this game is, it's a competitive card game. Uh, every time you get into a fight with one of the monsters attacking the town, Axe comes up with his you know set of ideas, which appear in a bubble above his head, and then he has more ideas in in his headspace. So it's a hand and it's a deck of cards. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and cards come in three different colors. See, I even just did it right there. I just called it a card. Uh, but they come in three different colors. There's red cards, which you can use once each turn. There's yellow cards, which you can use as many times as you want each turn. And there's blue cards, which you can only use once, and then you discard it. And they, like, they buff your other cards, or they do some other effect. They're basically kind of like magic. And when a card is in your hand, it's called an is it. But if you spend power that you get each turn, kind of like mana in Magic the Gathering, uh, then you can turn it into a Dazit. And once a card is a Dazit, then you can use that in like kind of a competitive card game style combat. Each card has a strength rating and a defense rating. And the object of the game, in order to damage the enemy's three hit points, is to break all of the cards in their hand without losing all the cards in your hand. And where this gets even more complicated is the only cards that can actually damage the enemy are your red cards. So you can use the yellow cards as many times as you want, but if you use a red card and you get to the end of the turn and the the enemy doesn't have any cards left, you still can't damage them unless you have a red card you haven't used in that turn. And... Again, I say, this is the simplified explanation of how this game works. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And the enemy can also damage you if I fail to uh, break all of their cards in a turn and I don't have any cards left, then they can hurt me and I take damage the same way. Uh, And additionally, at the end of every turn, I roll a die that goes from one to four and I move around squares around the town and... Different things happen on different squares, like one square might have a cannon, so if I have the right card to interact with that cannon, I can make it fire on the enemy, and some of the villagers can also be on these squares, and they have different effects that they can add to the battle, and I can add more of these villagers to uh, to appear in each battle by finishing side quests, uh, so that's, that's a pretty interesting thing, but uh, going into the difficulty of this game... Uh, I think the best example was just the third and the third major enemy you fight, which is called the Gravedigger. Uh, I explained how to damage enemies, uh, and the Gravedigger would break 
every card in my hand that I countered one of his cards with, regardless of whether it ran out of hit points or not. In addition to that, he would also make me discard one of my cards from my deck uh, on every single turn. <laughs> uh, so after struggling against that for I don't know how long, just, just literally having to force myself to not give up and just keep playing, finally I dropped the game down to easy. Uh, the default difficulty to give the game some credit is called hard. Uh, so I, I, I said, fine, I'll play on easy. And then I did manage to get past the gravedigger on easy. Then the very next boss, uh, had cards that had so many hit points on them. I just couldn't break them. Uh, and th even playing on easy, I was, I was stuck. Like I, I had no idea what I was supposed to do. Uh, there are things you can earn called Eureka Points, which you get for doing just about everything. You finish a side quest, you get Eureka Points. You even lose a battle, you get Eureka Points. And you spend these Eureka Points to power up your cards. But I had lost so much so often that I had almost all the Eurekas unlocked already. And I still was completely stonewalled by this boss whose cards had more <laughs> hit points than I could break. So I just, I finally just gave in. I was like, just forget it this game is not fun it's frustrating it's way too hard it is over designed like i can't emphasize enough how over designed this game is like uh that's that's uh, a preference obviously uh, I, i've many of the games that i have been most enthusiastic about on this podcast have been games that are very simple uh and this game is not simple at all uh and I, I just gave up, and I just walked away from it. It takes a lot for me to do that to a game, but wow, did Little <laughs> Town Hero drive me there pretty quick. <laughs> do not recommend this game at all. Who, who would have thought it'd be a game from Game Freak that would make you rage quit? <laughs> it broke me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, not fun. It, it didn't launch to good reviews, uh, and I, I think difficulty was one of the discussions around that time. But it released with such little fanfare that it would have been easy to miss. Uh, so yeah, so that's it. That's what we've been playing this week. Uh, let's talk about what we're going to be playing next week. Okay, Tori, what are you playing this week? Uh, so Lethal League Blaze was on sale. So I got that along with Sayonara wild hearts which is like a sort of music game album mm -hmm. um looks uh, very interesting i did a call out asking for short game recommendations and this was one of them uh apparently it's like two hours long but it's like awesome it's tricky mm -hmm. but uh i've only played like a couple songs so far but uh yeah stylish cool and uh andrew I want to shout out The Last Campfire from Hello Games, because uh, that yes. did launch to... It just appeared. Like, there was no announcement or anything. Uh, it was never on the Coming Soon page, but I, I thought that game looked pretty cool, and it was in an indie direct early in the year. Uh, but the game I'm actually going to play is a port of a PS1 RPG that was never released in the West, uh, and it's an anti-RPG where instead of killing everything, you try to tame everything and make it love you, if that sounds familiar. It's because this is the game that inspired Undertale. It's called Moon, and that's what I'm going to play. As I said at the top of the show, I was planning an Odd World replay starting with New and Tasty, uh, but that's not out till October, so I'm going to start Munch's Odyssey instead because it's the the one Odd World game I've I've never played, uh, and then I'll be looking to play Stranger's Wrath after that. So yeah, uh, I just didn't have enough time to to start or to play with uh, you know any depth to talk about it. So yeah, that you can look forward to that next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of N Focus. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps us get noticed. You can also listen and subscribe on Stitcher, Spotify, and other podcast services. Make sure to also check out our other sister shows, PlayState for PlayStation and Power of X for Xbox. Be sure to join our Discord server to interact with the lively GamePodular community. You can follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and at GamePodular.com for updates, news, and other content. Links are in the show notes. If you'd like to support our shows, you can buy us a coffee, 
or become a Game Podular Patreon. The details for both of those are on our website. Thanks in advance. This episode was edited by Andrew. And you can follow us all. You can follow the lovely Andy at Flame Roast Toast. The impeccable Andrew at Play Critically. And then boring old me at Stew2, S-T-W-T-W-O, all on Twitter. Greeting, Earthlings. We have now taken over your radio. is about to begin above the rim finessing it moves is animated uh, once i get the ball in i can't be deflated nah. a rugged part my mom stars is getting money, money when clicks money. get the bugging i'm snatching up their bunnies uh every step i take shakes the ground i make you break your ankle sun shake you down this is my planet i'm about business the best that ever done it can i get a witness no uh, uh. a cumulus cloud bring darkness up above you in it for the money or in it for the love mj 23 ways to make a pay uh, a 28 light years old If the refs get political Dribble like Bob Dole Am I getting lyrical? Daddy, I think so Monster drop a flavor fluid So dream slow I knew we could do it. Gold stars for that.